0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com
1: slash host. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 50-50 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. And boys, happy football day. It is officially NFL season. Uh, The Rams and Bills kick off the NFL season tonight. But before we get to our matchups in this week, Mace, how you doing, man?
0: Man, I'm fired up. I woke up today like three hours before my alarm. I'm ready to (laughs) go. I'm so excited for football to be back, especially it's my team, the Buffalo Bills kicking it off. We get to uh, start, start the Rams Super Bowl hangover officially tonight. So looking forward to seeing an absolute stomping by the Buffalo Bills to to kick off the season.
1: Yeah. And I think this is now episode 15 of the pod. So we kick off episode 15 with the uh, announcement of the NFL season. Or should I say the start and Mace, I think we should just get into it. Cause there's a lot of matchups to go over here and uh, just to let the fans know what we'll usually be doing. Uh, on Tuesdays, what we're going to be trying doing is every week on Tuesday, it'll be like post-week breakdown of all the matchups that happened. And on Thursdays today, we're going to be talking about all the matchups that will be coming up. So, uh, it just kind of worked out well with our schedule. Um, but for the first matchup, Mace, you kind of already talked about it. Uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Rams. How are you feeling tonight?
0: Yeah, I think, as I just said, I think this game is going to be a lot more of a blowout than expected. I think... The, the Rams, I think they're due for a massive Super Bowl hangover this season. I think Stafford's arm isn't going to hold up. I think defense has had a full off season to analyze how Cooper Cup picked them apart last year. Cooper Cup is not a dynamic athlete, uh, would be the way I would say it. Dynamic football player, absolutely. But dynamic athlete, he is not. So I think... A full off season of teams getting to break down the tape and see exactly what LA was doing last year to get Cooper Cup so open, I think is going to really hinder him. And they also lost their offensive coordinator who drew up a lot of those plays. So I think that change is kind of being not talked about enough. Um, and then on the Buffalo side, they're hungry. They they've gotten even better. So tonight, your Buffalo Bills. You're starting everyone. You're starting Josh Allen. A single Terry could be a flex option. And obviously, Diggs, Gabe Davis in your lineup. A guy you might want to grab if he's on the waiver wire still in your league is Isaiah McKenzie. I see him getting some attention tonight. And even if he doesn't put up a big fantasy game, I think we're going to see flashes from him that could make people realize how talented this guy is. Um, on the Rams side of things, obviously, you're starting your guys. You're starting Akers. You're starting Cup. You're starting Allen Robinson. Um, my prediction is a Bills blowout, and I think the Rams will still put up fantasy points because they're going to be down. Um, and one thing we're, we're going to do here, just kind of spice it up a little bit. So it's just not uh, going through game breakdowns. We're each going to have one hot take per matchup as well. So my hot take for the Rams-Bills game is that Allen Robinson scores more fantasy points than Cooper Cup tonight. I think Tredavious White is gonna be shadowing cup all night. And I think Allen Robinson's gonna be getting open and he's gonna be the guy tonight for the LA Rams. So Allen Robinson I'm big on, but that's my hot take. Robinson, more fantasy points than Cooper Cup in week one. I
1: agree with you. I think it will be a of Bills win. Maybe not a blowout. I think the Rams are still a pretty well structured football team. Uh, but I do see the Bills winning um might be a little bit closer than you're saying um but we'll have to wait and find out for me though uh my hot take is kind of the same as yours but on the different team i think gabe davis or isaiah mckenzie will have more fancy points tonight than stefan diggs and the exact same reasoning uh but instead of uh trey white it's for jalen ramsey with diggs uh so that's my hot take on that but i agree i have the bills over the rams this week uh but it's a great game to kick off our season and Mace, let's maybe just move on to the next game because we got A lot to cover. And uh, the next one, Eagles and Lions. So how do you you think about that one?
0: Um, In terms of fantasy, the only guys I like for this game in the entire game is Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, and A.J. Brown. I don't want to see anyone else in my starting lineup other than those three. Um, I do think Eagles handle this pretty easily. Detroit is certainly an improved team. But it's still not quite there yet. So I think we see a big game from DeAndre Swift specifically because they're going to get down and Swift is going to be catching a lot of passes, which we've covered. Receptions is what creates a ceiling for a running back. So we're going to see a lot of receptions this week for DeAndre Swift. So he's one of my favorite running backs out of the entire NFL this week. Um, in terms of Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, obviously, if he's on your roster, he's your plug and play QB week to week. So you're getting him in there. Um, and then some some guys on the Eagles that are kind of fringe Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith. I want to see this offense with AJ Brown before I play either of them. I feel like we really need to get a feel for how this offense is going to operate before we start those fringe guys. Uh, obviously, AJ Brown, you're playing no matter what. He's just too talented and you invested too much draft capital to not. Um, but that's how I'm feeling about those kind of fringe guys. Um, another guy, Amon Ross St. Brown. Right now, he's really the only wide receiver there. Jamison Williams not playing for Detroit. So um, I, I I would consider Amon Ross St. Brown a start here as well, actually taking a look at it. Uh, my hot take for this game, um, it, it's going to go back to DeAndre Swift. I have DeAndre Swift as my RB3 this week personally. Um, so that's going to be my hot take for this matchup is that DeAndre Swift ends as an RB three or better for week one of fantasy football.
1: Well, you stole my hot take. I was going to one up you there. Cause uh, we, we talked about it in our TikTok uh today. Well, I guess I didn't, I said that I think the lines will be down really early in the game. And I think they're gonna have to huck the ball downfield and just quick check downs. And I really think Swift will benefit from that. And I think that he has easily top three RB potential this week and maybe even RB one, um, but as far as the matchup goes, I think it's pretty obvious we don't have to cover it that much. It will probably be an Eagles victory, like 95%. Um, but as far as fantasy players go, I could see maybe Devontae having a a decent game. I don't know if he's worth starting. Uh, I do agree with you on the point that we kind of have to see this offense with A.J. Brown before starting the other two guys. Um, but for my hot take, um, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. I'm going to say just Jalen Hurts has a top two quarterback finish this week because uh, you kind of stole my pick there, but it's okay. We'll, we'll move on from that. I'll try to pick one better for you. Uh, the next matchup, uh, kind of a boring fantasy one besides the um, obvious. Uh, it's the Colts and Texans. So how, what, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, th- this would be what I consider kind of a boring fantasy matchup. And I think it's going to be a boring football game in general. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of hype around Michael Pittman there in Indy. But ultimately, this is still a run first offense. And when they get up, they're gladly going to just milk that clock and pound it up the middle with Jonathan Taylor. So I think they get that lead really early. Um, In terms of guys on the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, that's it nobody else i'm touching there Pittman, obviously he's gonna get his his receptions he's gonna get his looks just because he is the apex predator there in the wide receiver room um and then taylor's taylor i i don't need to even talk about that you're obviously playing jonathan taylor now on the other side of the ball in houston i i like two guys um now damian pierce is my first guy I must admit, I'm a little nervous about him being a week one play, especially in a game I think they're going to get down very early. I think Texans are going to be trying to push the ball down the field through their passing game uh, a little more than they'd like to. I think they're going to be forced by game flow to play uh, to play Colts', Colts game. Um, so in this case, Damian Pierce, I can kind of see him having a disappointing week one. If that happens and you think the Pierce owner in your league is wavering, Go and get that value because Mike uh, Damian Pierce is still a guy that we do really like here. 50, 50 fantasy. I just don't think this game script is going to be very good for him. However, a guy I love and should be in all lineups. If you own him is Brandon cooks. I see at least 10 targets for Brandon cooks this week. Um, And we all know Brandon Cooks is just a good wide receiver. He's going to make things out of those targets. So Brandon Cooks, to me, is a borderline wide receiver one this week in a game they're going to get behind early and have to be throwing to get back into the game. Um, My hot take is going to be, and this might be really hot. This might be really hot. hot. How hot? Brandon Cooks catches two touchdowns. Not a big touchdown, guy. Okay. But this week, I think Brandon Cooks catches two touchdowns. And in turn finishes as a wide receiver one uh, against the Colts in week one. Yeah. I I think that's a little spicy, but I I don't think
1: so. Actually, I don't think so because I'm very high on David Mills and I feel like he kind of got swept under the rug because the Damian Pierce hype in the offseason. And early on, it was really that he was kind of commanding that locker room and he had vastly improved his game. So I would not be shocked if Brandon Cooks does get two. It's a little hot. You know, Colts do have a good secondary that Kenny Moore there. Um, But I don't see that being kind of out of the realm of possibility. Uh, But as far as the matchup goes, um, I agree. It's just kind of a boring like ground pound game uh, between Taylor and Pierce. Uh, I do agree, though, and I feel like this might not be a great week for Damian Pierce. But if you have him as your RB2, I'd start him anyways um, because you sort of have to. He is a starting running back at the end of the day, and he will get volume, so you kind of have to expect that. Um, but as far as my hot take goes, there really isn't a hot take I can make for Indy because it's like Taylor is going to do Taylor's thing, and I feel like Pittman will too for all he plays. So I'm going to follow you in the suit of the touchdowns. I'm going to say Damian Pierce gets two touchdowns this week, so I'm going to keep it at that Um not too hot, well, pretty hot, but, you know, back-to-back two touchdown guys in the same team. Uh, I think we have to step up our game here in this mace with these uh, hot takes. We're getting a little bit cold. So let's just, <laughs> let's just move on to the uh, next team. And this is going to be an interesting game. Um, not a great two football teams, but the story itself is pretty great, and that's the Browns and Panthers. Um, we're looking at Baker Mayfield against his old team, the team that traded him away for a guy that is now not even playing football. Uh, Mace, what do you think the Panthers are going to do this week?
0: Yeah, w- one thing that sticks out to me that I find crazy about this matchup is that Vegas has Carolina as only the one-point favorite over Cleveland with Jacoby and I think insane. that is, I think that is so disrespectful to the Carolina Panthers, who I think is a good football team.
1: And Baker. So,
0: and, and Baker is out for revenge. So I think Carolina's going to be a good football team this year. You're starting CMC, obviously. uh, DJ Moore is a guy you love Um, other than that nobody else I'm really loving in this Carolina offense those are the guys you're playing because this offense is going to run through those two heavily Um, in terms of Cleveland Nick Chubb is the only guy I'm comfortable starting we'll have to see how Kareem Hunt's usage is because if it gets back to what he was before being the main pass catching back that's a different story. Then we could start talking about him as a flex option. As of right now, there's so many unknowns with Cleveland. I'm not touching Cooper. Um, Nick Chubb is a must play because he's an extremely talented player, and he will get the rock, you'd think, quite a bit, especially if they somehow obtain an early game lead. So Chubb, I could see you know, 25 carries. I don't think he's going to be efficient with it, though, but it doesn't matter. If you're getting 25, 20 carries, you only need to average four yards per carry, and you've got a decent fantasy game in front of you my hot take for this one is that Baker Mayfield throws for three touchdowns, dude, you're reading my and, mind and 300. Are you yards. kidding
1: me? The same? <laughs> I was going to do three plus touchdowns.
0: <laughs> three, what am I going to do now? I don't know. I don't know, man. We, we, we didn't, we didn't talk about these on purpose. So they We'd surprise this is, each this other. Is three
1: but. teams in a row.
0: Yeah, man. But yeah, I'm going Baker plus 300 yards plus three touchdowns. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I locked that in. And on top of it, I'm going to say this right now, just because I think a lot of hype is going to happen after this week on Baker. Right now, I'm predicting Baker Mayfield leads the Panthers to the playoffs, and he wins comeback player of the year. Set it in stone, wow. Mikey. Wow. Set it in stone.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is a guy that used to hate Baker Mayfield that is now saying this. So this is big. But I agree. I, I think the disrespect on his name has gone way too out of hand. Um, and if you're in a double QB league and you haven't maybe drafted yet, or you, if he's still on the waiver wire, which I highly doubt he is, but Baker Mayfield is being drafted at the QB 23, which to me is kind of insane. And I don't understand why you would take Tannehill, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Tua over a guy that has McCaffrey and DJ Moore, two guys that are top 12 with their position in fantasy. And he has some decent role players for offensively around him too. So I agree. I think the Panthers are actually not that bad of a team. And I think the NFC South is actually the most slept on division this year. I think the Saints will be pretty good. I think the Panthers will be good. The Bucks obviously will be very good. And even the Falcons, I think, will do much better this year. They were a team that last year kind of struggled at the gate, but then kind of picked it up. But they kind of just eased into things because they just accepted the lower pick uh, for the draft. But I agree. I- I'm really excited to watch this game. I think I might watch this game for the one o'clock. So I'll maybe go back and forth uh, between this and the Eagles game, just because I want to watch AJ Brown. Um, but I'm excited for this game. Cause I really want to see what Baker does. He's been talking a lot of trash. So I'm excited. And um, for my hot take for this matchup. Oh, dude, you got to stop taking my hot takes like 20 seconds before I get on here. You know what? I'm going to go DJ more two touchdowns. It's, it's boring, but it's, I can just see it happening.
0: Man, he, that, that's a hot take though. He's never had more than four touchdowns in his season. I know. Season. I know. So,
1: but I, hey, I think that's a super hot take. Wh- what have we heard from camp? He's he's the number he's one guy in the red zone. He's the he's guy. The, he he's the, the guy. number one guy.
0: There's there's no reason he can't be good in the red zone. There's no reason. It's other all been than his quarterback play. It's always yeah. been quarterback play,
1: and that's all it is. And I think this year will it be the year he eclipses maybe the six to eight touchdown range. So I'm very excited. Uh, next game. Another, not ugly, but kind of just meh, Uh, 49ers at the Bears. Um, Trey Lance's first, no, not first game, but he is now the official starting quarterback for the year. Uh, So that's his first um, time starting week one. So Mace, we talked about with Tyler. Um, Where do you see Trey Lance ending up this week?
0: Yeah, I I think they're going to be conservative with Trey Lance early on. They want to get that confidence up, especially after they re-signed Jimmy. I I know Trey Lance, from all reports, is a super good team player. He's a cool dude, laid back. But you can't tell me that them signing Jimmy didn't kind of bother him just a little bit, confidence-wise. So I I think they're going to just kind of ease him into things. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think Elijah Mitchell gets at least 20 carries this week. They're going to run the football a lot. They're going to try to just get him comfortable. It's a nice, I, I see this being a cakewalk for the 49ers against Chicago. Um, so Trey Lance for fantasy. I don't love him this week one, unless he really starts running the ball a lot of more than expected. Um, but I don't love Trey Lance week one, just because I think they're going to kind of baby him into this position. Um, I love Elijah Mitchell. Cause I think they're going to get up early and just pound the rock with him all game. Um Ayuk, Keep him on your bench for now. Uh, I think we need to see him prove it before we can consider playing him in any way. And then the last kind of fantasy uh, question mark coming into this week um, for, for the 49ers has been Debo just due to his health. He's been banged up, but he seems ready to go plug and play him and obviously plug and play George Kittle. Now have reserved expectations for these guys. Cause again, they're probably going to get up early and just going to try to run a lot. So have reserved expectations for anyone involved in the 49ers passing game. Um, in terms of Chicago, do not play a single player from this roster. I think Justin Fields is going to be brutally overwhelmed by this uh, this front seven of, of the 49ers. I think Bosa is going to be getting to him quick. And uh, I think it's going to be a real bad showing for the Chicago Bears offense. My hot take for this game is that Justin Fields has less than 150 yards from scrimmage. Oof.
1: Oof. That's ugly. That is ugly. Um, as far as the Bears go, I think there's only maybe two guys I'd start, and that's Mooney and Komet. I still like Komet a lot. I don't know. I just – I know you're not as high as him as I am, but uh, the tape really just on him does not lie – and he's really just needed maybe an extra year development. I think this is his breakout year, but I agree, man, like fields. I'm really worried about fields, but I can start Comet with a little bit of hope because I feel like fields will have no time to react to anything. And he'll just go to his closest guy and that'll be Comet. And I feel like for PPR, he'll just have a little bit of value, but I agree. I think the 49ers have a great defense this year. And I just, I, I can't see fields. I, I, 150 is a stretch, but I could go to 200 scrimmage yards. I'll agree. I'll, I'll say he has less than 200. Uh, but as far as the 49ers go, I agree. Um, Iuke, I wouldn't play yet, even though I'm very high on him. I would stash him for the week, see how they use him, uh, see how Lance adapts to going down deep field. Um, Debo, I think you're safe to start every week. Obviously, he's a third-round fantasy pick or a second round even. So that's a no-brainer. Kittle, you start you start him, it's it's George Kittle. He's a top five fantasy tight end. Uh you just go with it. But as far as my hot take goes, I'm gonna go with Debo Samuel. This is a this is a hot take. Debo Samuel has more scrimmage yards than Justin Fields. That's my hot take Damn. on the week. So Debo Samuel will have more scrimmage yards than Justin Fields. I love it.
0: I love so it. So that's down. a
1: hot take. That's a hot take.
0: I'm down for any field take. I'm always down for field tape. So right. I, I like that a lot. We'll, we'll keep All that right. going throughout the year. Next <laughs> matchup,
1: a sneaky, not a sneaky kind of matchup, but it's the Commanders and the Jaguars. And I say sneaky because I'm actually really looking forward to see how Lawrence does this year. Um, it's a guy that me and you were both very high on last year coming into it. And it's just like the Urban Meyer situation. He really did not get that rookie year to develop. Uh, but I'm really excited to see how him and Christian Kirk play. And the obvious. Your boy, Travis Etienne. Mace? Travis
0: Etienne, baby, dude. Talk about it. It's time. It's it time. is time for the unveiling of how incredible Travis Etienne is at football. I think week one, he just slaps everyone in the face. Massive game. This is Etienne's coming out party on Sunday against Washington. Washington's got a great defense. Don't get me wrong. But I think Jacksonville is going to get the ball to Etienne a lot kind of over the middle with Mm -hmm. little drag routes, um, with screen routes. I think they're just going to find ways to get Etienne the ball in open space. He is their playmaker, and he will be all season. Not to mention Trevor Lawrence, all these new guys coming in, they signed what seems like six new wide receivers for this season. (laughs) There's no way Lawrence is feeling all that comfortable with them yet. But do you know who he is comfortable with? Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne was his boy back at Clemson. He's going to be his boy again here in the NFL. Um, so week one, looking at this matchup, um, in terms of Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is a guy. Um, if you have an open spot on your roster, might be a nice guy to just throw onto the bottom of your bench this week. Cause I think he does have the potential to really pop week one and instantly have fantasy value. Travis Etienne must start. I don't care who mm-hmm. you have to bench, get him in your lineup. Um, Wide receivers wise in Jacksonville, I know there's a lot of people high on Christian Kirk and I do like Christian Kirk as a player. Don't get me wrong. Um, However, I do kind of want to see how this passing game to the receivers shakes out before actually playing any of them. So if possible, I would try to keep any Jacksonville wide receiver on the bench until we kind of see who really is the guy there. I don't think there's much room for many targets in the wide receiver room, because I think ETN is going to command a lot of them. So I only see one guy really being a week-to-week start, and I'm not fully convinced yet that that's going to be Christian Kirk. I think it's going to be, but I need to see it before I'm willing to commit a starting roster spot to him. On the Washington side of the ball, uh, the only guy that you can start is Terry McLaurin. Um, again, it's just we haven't seen how this team is going to utilize their guys especially with a new quarterback coming in so we don't know how Wentz is going to be we don't know how he's fitting into this system we're already kind of down on Wentz as a quarterback in general in terms of producing fantasy stars around him Antonio Gibson was about to be a special teamer before Brian Robinson's accident so we don't know how much Gibson's going to get Um, wide receivers wise we've heard a lot of hype about Jahan Dotson and yeah he might he might be great out of the gate. I'm not counting that out at all. But again, a guy you just got to keep on your bench for now. So the only guy you're looking to play is going to be McLaurin. Ultra talented. The bona fide X receiver on this team. If anyone on this team is going to produce, which I'm going to be honest, I'm really low on this Washington Commanders offense this season. Just simply because I don't like Carson Wentz as a fantasy producing quarterback. Um, but if you have to start someone... Terry McLaurin's the guy. I don't like him as anything more than a flex option at this point, at least until proven otherwise. Um, My hot take is that Travis Etienne goes for over 150 total yards and two touchdowns.
1: Well, that's a hot take boys. That is a hot take, but I don't think it's that hot. I love Etienne, And uh, I think this might be a sneaky offensive game because Washington's defense really hasn't been great since that 2020 season. Uh, Chase Young, I believe, is still not coming back. I think he's out for the first four weeks. Uh, so that's a big guy to lose on the defensive line. They obviously still have Jonathan Allen in the middle, but I think that their run D is still pretty good. And I think that most of ETN's yardage will be coming from the pass game. But that being said, I'm still high on Christian Kirk. Um, I'm probably starting him in two of my leagues this week, just because the, they, the commanders were kind of, and against receivers last year. I think they were bottom five in wide receivers points per game for fantasy. So that's good to know. And they didn't really address their secondary. Um, but for me, my hot take will be Christian Kirk scores two touchdowns this week, as well as 100 yards uh, from scrimmage. Because I think he will be involved in the run game a little bit uh, with some sweeps and some jet action. But Mace, we got to pick it up here because we still have a ton of matchups to go over. So the next one we have... Is the a boring one? This is a quick one. Yeah, we Patriots can get Dolphins, Patriots, Dolphins. Um, for me, Patriots, there is maybe one guide start this week, and that's Ramondre Stevenson. Even then, I'm not really happy about it. Um, but for the Dolphins side, you sort of have to start Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Um, Tua, uh, I mean, it's got to be this year, and if it's not, he's surely done, right? I mean, how do you have all these weapons and still just can't produce? So as far as this week goes, I do think actually the dolphins may win this football game. I might kind of come back to really disagree with that opinion later, but I just, I see all these weapons Tua has and I just, I can't disagree with it. So I'm going to go dolphins and my hot take will be Jalen Waddle outscores Tyree Killam Fantasy this week.
0: All right. Yeah. I think dolphins are going to win this game as well. Patriots are changing their offense, and I think they're going to be really, really bad to start the season. Um, I think they're going to adapt because it's a Bill Belichick football team. How many times have we seen them look really, really bad for a portion of the season and just completely turn it around? I see that happening again this year. Um, Like you said, in terms of Patriots, the only guy I'm considering starting is Ramondre Stevenson. I love the talent, and I think the situation is going to be good. I think he's going to become the bell cow. He might be the bell cow already. That mm-hmm. being said, I think this offense is really bad and that could kind of limit his upside. Um, over to Miami, I like Chase Edmonds a lot. He's another guy. If you think you can get him nice and cheap in a trade right now, go get it because I think after week one, we're going to see he's the guy in Miami and his value is going to instantly take off because, as we know, Tua has a terrible arm and uh, there's going to be a lot of checkdowns available for Chase Edmonds at wide receiver. I'm going to be honest, man. If obviously Tyreek Hill must start, just an X Factor player can go off for 30 fantasy points any game. Jalen Waddle, if I were to have an alternate option, I would bench Jalen Waddle. If there is just a somewhat decent option, I would be putting him on the bench. Waddle has been out with an injury for the last three weeks now, and it's been really not talked about, which is shocking for such a high profile player. I'm surprised mm-hmm. it's been so. Uh, kind of undercover. He, he and was no lim- limited out. today. Yeah, so he came back, still has not done a full practice in three weeks now. So Jalen Waddle might be limited on Sunday, especially if they get up early on the Patriots, which I can see. So Miami, they're going to win this game. I'm a little bit worried about Jalen Waddle. If you can bench him with a decent replacement level wide receiver, please do so. Um, my hot take for this game, is that Ramondre Stevenson gets more touches than Damian Harris.
1: Okay. Okay. I see you. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think that this matchup doesn't really mean to talked about more. I just, I think dolphins over pats. I think pats be rough the first four weeks. Um, but yeah, I know. I agree. The next one is kind of a f- more better fantasy matchup. Uh, that is the Steelers at the Bengals. Um, Mr. Joe Burrow is fully healthy, fully practicing. And T. Higgins, back at practice, fully practicing too. Chase, fully healthy. This offense looks ready to go, Mace. What are you feeling for this matchup?
0: Man, I think it's going to go a little different than people think. Um, Dude, I think Pittsburgh is a real tough week one matchup for Cincinnati. Now, I am in no way out on this Cincinnati offense because this offense is going to be sick. All year long, don't get me wrong on that. But week one, I think we're gonna. There's some definite bust potential for this Bengals offense. Now, Bengals are gonna win the football game, um, because they're just a lot better than than Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's trying to work it out with a new quarterback. There's a little bit of drama there. Najee Harris is a little banged up. Deontay Johnson's a little banged up. So, it, no doubt in my mind, since he's winning this football game, but how they're gonna do it is a little different. Than what is expected of this offense. I think it's going to be a big game for Joe Mixon. I think they're going to get up slightly, slightly at the start of the game. I think they're going to struggle to throw at an efficient rate. And I think that's going to cause them to go to Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is going to have a ton of touches this week, a massive week one. And we maybe see from a fantasy perspective, a little bit of a disappointing week for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I'm not saying that they're going to suck. I'm saying just the way that this game is going to go, I think it's going to lean towards Joe Mixon more than the passing game. Um, obviously, you're still starting those three guys Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. They're, they have to be in your starting lineup. There's no other option. No. But I could see a much more conservative game out of them week one. Fantasy implication wise, If you are in a league where, you know, someone has Joe Burrow, someone has Jamar Chase, someone has T. Higgins, and you have any sense that they give up on them after what could be kind of a weak season opener for their passing game, attack, attack, attack. Because these guys are going to be awesome this year. There's no doubt about it. But I think this week one can create a false doubt in an owner's mind that might be feeling some buyer's remorse based on where they had to take these guys. So that's something to watch out for. You can have a potential buy low on some Cincinnati, um, receivers. So I like that as a, as a really good opportunity in forms of, uh, the Steelers. Um, it's obvious you're starting Najee. He's a must start and Deontay Johnson's a must start everyone else. We need to see kind of the flow of this offense, um, we have a lot of talk about George Pickens being a guy this year and I think he, he probably will be, but again, we just want to see how he's kind of used first, how this offense even looks with Mitch Trubisky under center. Um, I'm one of the people that's kind of on the train that Mitch Trubisky is actually better than what they've gotten out of Ben Roethlisberger these last two years. So I think this offense is gonna be slightly better than what people expect, but those injuries right now that are kind of lingering do kind of worry me. Um, for the explosiveness of this offense. Um, Now, my hot take for this game is going to be that Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, neither of them finish as wide receiver one. So that would be a top 12 wide receiver. Neither T. Higgins or Jamar Chase land in that top 12.
1: That's a hot take. I I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I do agree, though. The Steelers have a great defense, and it's not the easiest week one matchup. I think it'll be a lot harder than people think. I I see a lot of people on TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram saying it's going to be a pushover. It's not going to be a pushover. Uh, Steelers defense are a lot better than people think for some reason, and it's just another team that gets disrespected every year. Uh, but you covered that matchup pretty well, so I'm just going to say my hot take, and it's just going to it's a homer pick because uh, Macy, you know, in our home league, I took T. Higgins, but my hot take is that T. Higgins has more fancy points this week than Mr. Jamar Chase. So let's just move on from there. Um, we're going to do maybe one more matchup, maybe two more before we go to a quick little uh, break, and then we'll come back with the last few. But the next matchup is the Baltimore Ravens against the New York Jets. Mace, this is a quick one, but Lamar Jackson, yeah. how many points is he getting?
0: Yeah, man, this, I think this is the lowest amount of starters in in a matchup for me. For me, you're not starting a single New York Jet. Um, and then on the Raven side of the ball, the only guys I would want in my lineup is Lamar and Mark Andrews. Um, we'll start, let's just get the jets out of the way. Cause I don't want to talk about them. Um, they have Joe Flacco in at quarterback, uh, Brees Hall to our knowledge has not taken over yet as the RB one through training camp, which means it's still going to be a platoon between him and Michael Carter. It's as simple as that. Joe Flacco is not going to be able to support an offense that creates any fantasy relevance for either of those RBs. And that kind of bleeds into the wide receiver room as well. Um, Joe Flacco simply does not have just the talent at this point to create any fantasy relevance for anyone around him. The only way I would have been comfortable playing anyone with Joe Flacco at quarterback. So this, this stands until Zach Wilson is back, this statement. The only player on the Jets, barring some sort of crazy breakout from Elijah Moore or Michael Carter, which I just don't see again happening under Joe Flacco, the only guy you should be starting before Zach Wilson comes back is potentially Brees Hall if we see him take over as the true workhorse. If he doesn't take over that role, you keep all these guys on the bench until Zach Wilson gets back. Once Zach Wilson's back, we reassess, we reevaluate that offense onto the Ravens side. This is going to be an absolute feast for Lamar Jackson. We usually don't love quarterbacks in blowouts, right? Um, they get up early. Yeah, it's awesome. They score 20 points in the first quarter for you. They, guess what? They end with 24. That's not the case with rushing quarterbacks, especially a quarterback that rushes as much as Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is my QB one for this first week. Um, he's going to, not only throw the ball like crazy to get them an early lead, he's then going to be part of the rushing attack that holds the lead. So Lamar Jackson, my QB one this week, I think he's going to absolutely go off. Um, And then in terms of the receivers, it's going to be Mark Andrews getting all the attention. I think he's going to absolutely pick apart. Like, I don't know who the jets are going to put on him to cut, to cover Mark Andrews. I really don't. So I think Mark Andrews has mismatches all over the field. The jets I don't feel has a linebacker that can stay with him. And then I, you I don't think you can defend Mark Andrews as safety to be quite honest. He's just going to body a safety. So I don't see a linebacker that can contain Mark Andrews on this jets defense. Mark Andrews going to go off. He's also my tight end one this week. So I've, I've got Kelsey at two. I've got Mark Andrews over him. So Lamar Jackson, QB one, Mark Andrews, tight end one. Um, Rashad Bateman guy. I'll quickly touch on here. Um, I just don't trust him yet. I think he's going to have a good season, but if at all possible, I would like to see that offense first. And then again, I think they're going to get up really quick. So I just don't see a lot of attention going to Bateman. He maybe has a big play early on, but I kind of see that as his only potential upside in this week one matchup. Um, My hot take for this game is that the Jets are limited to three or less points total by the Baltimore Ravens. I think it's going to be that bad, man. And I don't hate the Jets at all. I actually really like a lot of players on this team. Just unfortunately, I think this is going to be a trouncing and I don't see them scoring more than three points.
1: Yeah, man, it's going to be a rough game for the Jets. Uh, I do think Elijah Moore maybe has PPR value with Flacco. Uh, He averaged about 15.7 points last year around that number uh, with Flacco under center. But I agree, it's going to be a rough game. And we talked about Mark Andrews with the TikTok we made for the tight end rankings this week. Uh, he's bona fide top three. I think he might get a little bit less points than everyone thinks so because they might just pull him in the starters. If the game that gets out of hand. So that's my one thing. But I agree it's Baltimore. It's This will be a Baltimore lopsided victory. But, boys, just take a quick, quick break here. And then when we come back, we'll be discuss- discussing. Holy, I can't speak right now. Uh, discussing our next matchup, uh, which is the Saints against the Falcons. So we we'll, we'll be right back, boys. And welcome back, boys. We just left off with the Ravens and Jets matchup. Mace, next matchup is the Saints and Falcons. Uh, what are you feeling about Kyle Pitts this week?
0: I love Kyle Pitts. Um, he does have a little bit of a tough matchup against that saints i i imagine they'll likely be matching up a safety on him for most of the game when running man so he might have a little bit of a test there the saints do have uh, a really really strong safety core they've got tyron matthew um they recently signed um i'm i can't remember marcus may from mm-hmm. the jets and they also have cj gardner johnson so it's a really strong safety core there in new orleans Absolutely. underrated Underrated. super underrated it's a loaded loaded uh, secondary there in new orleans especially with marshall latimore at corner so i think he might have some tough matchups with those guys but i think pitts is such a freak that you throw it up against those guys and he's gonna go get it none of them are taller than six foot one kyle pitts is an absolute monster so that's that's my only concern is he has some tough safety matchups other than that he's gonna shred all these new orleans linebackers uh, all of them will be destroyed if they have to match up on Kyle Pitts. And as we've been preaching all summer long, Marcus Mariota loves his tight ends. Um, and week one, Marcus Mariota wants to go and get a win so badly. And he's going to go to what makes him comfortable, and that's going to be his tight ends. So Kyle Pitts, the only guy I'm starting, unfortunately, for the Atlanta Falcons. But I think Kyle Pitts does go off here and has somewhat of a coming out party. I do. I don't know if I can say that um, in fullness, because last year he still he, went off for a thousand yards as a rookie he was hyped. He was
1: hyped too, yeah.
0: He was hyped. He had some big games. But I think this is going to be kind of the introduction to those that haven't watched his college tape on just how dominant of a player he is. On the Saints side, I would play Kamara, and that is it. Michael Thomas... From the, I know I, there's a lot of hype around him looking good. Any clip I saw of him, I did not think he looked that good in training camp. He looks. The eye test did not look great on Michael Thomas throughout this uh, preseason. Um, so I definitely want to see him kind of go out there, see what his snap share is like first. Before playing him, who knows he go out there only play fifty percent of snaps. So I really want to see Michael Thomas's snap share before we actually start putting him in our lineups. Chris Olave is a guy I really like, but again, rookie wide receivers you just can't plug and play like you can rookie running backs. You need to see Chris Olave first, and in all honesty, even even Jamar Chase did not start going off until late season. So Olave is more of a guy we like as a stash, and then what someone that i like is a league winner later on in the year. My hot take is going to be around Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry Mike if this is what your hot take is on this one. But yeah, I've got Kyle Pitts going for over 150 yards this game. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Pitts is going. That's out.
1: that's not hot, That's spicy.
0: Yeah, it's spicy. That's
1: a spicy take. That, that's um, some
0: that's some Buffalo Wild wing suicide challenge right
1: there. Yeah, no kidding. But you do love Pitts men and I got to give it to you always have so Now he's where he's at and you were with him from day one. So even when he was in college. So for me, I see this game kind of being a very lopsided saints victory. Um, We don't know if Trey Clinton's playing. So Pitts is going to have a lot of targets on him, uh, but he'll also have a lot of guys on him because he's really the only guy there. Um, I think we'll maybe see a little bit more Tyler Algier tomorrow um, or sorry, out tomorrow on Sunday. Should I say Um, just because they'll be probably down and they'll want to see more from him. And I feel like he might have time to kind of come out a little bit more. He didn't really get that preseason action that a lot of people thought he would have. But as far as Michael Thomas goes, I agree. He did look slow, but then he kind of picked it up in mid August. And then of course he had this like hamstring injury, but they're saying it's very minor and that he should be completely fine. But for me, I even have him in a few leagues because he's a very low. Um, he's a low risk, high upside player. And I thought that where he's being drafted the seventh, eighth round, why not? But I don't think I'll be starting him this week just because I can't trust his hamstring this week. Uh, But I'll see how he is, what his snap share is. But no, I agree. I think this will be a Saints victory. And as far as my hot take goes, I'm going to go with the guy on the other side of the ball, and that's Alvin Kamara. I'm going to say Alvin Kamara scores two touchdowns this week um, in his debut, not his debut, but in the 2022 season's debut. So let's move on, Mace, to some uh, other games we got going here. So the next matchup we got is actually a spicy one. It's the Chiefs and Cardinals.
0: This has me pumped.
1: This This game has a great, great game. Probably I'm excited for Chargers Raiders too and Bucks Cowboys. But as a Chiefs guy, I'm very much looking forward to see how this new offense looks. But I'll let you kick it off first, buddy.
0: Yeah, so this is our first four o'clock game here that we're going through. And I gotta say, look at this four o'clock lineup. Holy smokes. I know. It is loaded, man. man. That is that's going to be some good football. The but we Hawks have Broncos
1: Seahawks eight fifteen on Monday. So that makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Not, we don't need a rematch of one of the greatest season finales ever between the Chargers and Raiders on Monday night. Let's, no. let's put the Seahawks on Monday night. But no. anyways, KC and Arizona. Vegas has this as by far the highest scoring matchup of the week. And how can you not? Holy smokes. This is going to be an awesome game. Um, on the Chiefs side of the ball, I think... I think they're going to be a very predictable team throughout the whole year. I think it's going to be obvious what to do week to week. Um, I think obviously Kelsey and Mahomes or Kelsey and Mahomes, whatever you plug and play them every single week. They have their better weeks. They have their worst weeks. Who cares? You don't even just really address them. Um, where it gets interesting is the running back and wide receiver room in KC. I think in terms of running backs, that committee there is perfectly designed. To create no fantasy value for any three of them because they're giving Clyde a majority of the work but it's all within the 20s where there's no fantasy value there and not mention he doesn't catch the ball a lot so he's getting who cares if he runs for 64 yards on 12 carries that's only 6.4 fantasy points so Clyde has no value because of that Isaiah Pacheco seems to be kind of the goal line guy but he's getting to of the midfield work to supplement those potential touchdowns and then Jerick McKinnon's the third down guy who is I expect to catch the ball a little bit but I don't think he's going to get any touchdowns. So this this backfield unless things change right now just seems set up to be completely uh, irrelevant for fantasy. It's a gong show. It's a gong show, man. And then in terms of wide receivers Mahomes has even said it's going to be a new guy every week. So I think it, it's a Kansas City offense, right? So week to week, there's going to be guys that go off and guys that are worthy of a start. But I think it's going to be impossible to guess when. Um, mm-hmm. The other side of the ball is where I'm actually a little more excited. I think you're starting every Arizona Cardinal. Um, that's a starter on this team. Kyler Murray in your lineup. James Conner in your lineup. Marquise Brown in your lineup. Zach Ertz in your lineup. Um, I actually, I, the Chiefs are a five and a half point favorite. I actually think Arizona wins this game. Um I'm seeing I think a massive game is from a, coming from Kyler and Marquise Brown. Obviously, if you if you saw our TikTok at 5050 Fantasy on TikTok, um collect, 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 collectively, we have Marquise Brown as our wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my hot take. Marquise Brown, week one, wide receiver one.
1: Oh overall. Oh,
0: Marquise Brown is going off this week. The Chiefs' defense is not good. They're going to get absolutely exposed. And you know what? I'll throw in a second hot take here. Kyler Murray has four touchdowns. I think Arizona throws the ball all over this Chiefs team. And I think that's going to, as much as I don't like James Conner, for season long. I think Connor does actually have a really good week one here just because he is involved with the passing game. And I think there's going to be touches for him on the goal line. Um, but that's my hot take. Marquise Brown is my wide receiver one for this first week against the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: That is spicy. And I, it's tough for me to talk with the Chiefs because it's like it's close to heart, but I do agree. I don't know if it be a Cardinals win But it will be a fun game to watch, nonetheless, for fantasy and just for football in general. It'll be a close game to the end. Um, But I do think the Chiefs defense isn't as bad as people keep saying. Um, I understand they lost a few guys in the offseason, but they also brought a few guys in. And it'll be interesting to see how these new rookies play and these new free agents play. Uh, But for now, we got to talk about fantasy. We know about the Chiefs already. It's going to be a spread receiving core. Kelsey is the guy there. Running back room, who knows? Like we said, it's an absolute gong show over there. And as far as the Cardinals go, I agree. I think you start all four guys. Um, even though I don't even like James Connor that much, like everybody on this pod listens to it knows, um, you just can't not start him, especially against the Chiefs, who I think actually might have a worse run D this year than they do of a passing defense. I really believe in Trent McDuffie this year. I think he's gonna be a really good rookie corner. But as far as this matchup goes, I do still have the Chiefs winning, but it'll be a very, very close game. And my hot take is that Patrick Mahomes throws for five touchdowns. Five. That happening? No way. Five you touchdowns. You know what? It
0: could happen. It could happen.
1: Five we... touchdowns, Mace. We'll,
0: we'll see. We'll see, Mike. And
1: we're going to have to wait and see, obviously. But that is my hot take of the week five touchdowns i don't think arizona's defense is that great truthfully um but you know what there's only one way to find out and that's just to watch at 425 on sunday so uh let's move on from these games here because uh that was a little bit of a lengthy one there the next one doesn't seem that great of a fantasy matchup but i am excited to watch saquon barkley um giants at titans how are you feeling about this one mace
0: Yeah, you you start the running backs in this matchup and bench everybody else. Neither neither of these quarterbacks deserve to be rostered in any standard format, um, one QB format. Um, The running backs, obviously, you spent a first round or second round pick on them. So you're playing Derrick Henry, you're playing Saquon Barkley. I don't think that needs much more analysis. The wide receiver rooms are something to keep an eye on for both of these teams. Again, you're not starting any of the wide receivers week one. Um, Titans, Robert Woods is a guy that could just, be kind of, just kind of become a safety blanket for Ryan Tannehill. So certainly keep an eye on Robert Woods to become the, that ex-receiver in Tennessee. Um, another guy, a rookie on the Tennessee Titans, and no, I'm not talking about Traylon Burks, and he's already injured, can't run against man, can't beat the press. I don't want him. Traylon Burks is nothing this year. The, the rookie you want from Tennessee potentially, and a guy you're going to want to keep your eye on, is Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips could become the slot guy in Tennessee. Um, so that's a guy, just add him to your watch list on, on your waiver wire page because he's a guy that's super sneaky. He's just a good route runner right out of the gate. He's a smart football player. So he could come out and immediately put an impact um, on this Tennessee offense. Um, And then the giant side of things, we've got a complete opposite type of wide receiver. You're going to want to watch a very raw prospect in Kadarius Tony, but has all the tools in the world. Um, My co-host Mike um, infamously compared his, uh, his running ability to Michael Vick. (laughs) <laughs> I still, bit. I
1: still, I still understand the uh, the issue with this one. People really thought that I was saying they're talent wise, but if you just watch him run and his change of direction and his agility and balance, then you might not, but think differently. But I agree, it was a little bit far fetched. That was an early pod, boys. Mikey was nervous then, but he is still game breaking speed. Would you not he agree? Is. Yes. Yeah.
0: No. Continuous. No. And that's exactly why I'm saying. Definitely watch him. If he has a really bad week one which could happen because I think this game could just kind of get a little gross for fantasy purposes. He's a really nice buy low that already was going too late drafts in my opinion. So he's a guy you can grab really cheap potentially after this game. Um, My hot take will be that Derek Henry runs for less than 50 rushing yards. I think Henry's not the same player anymore. Um, He's going to get a crap ton of volume, probably 25 carries. But I, I don't know. I have this weird feeling that Derrick Henry's the Derrick Henry experience is over, and I think the world is going to be exposed to that this Sunday. And I could be really wrong about this one, but I think Derrick Henry rushes for less than 50 yards in week one against the New York Giants.
1: Okay. I, I can get behind that. But I agree. I, I think it's a, it's a running back matchup. I think it might be a little bit higher scoring than people think. But truthfully, we don't have to much spend much time here in this matchup. It's pretty boring for fantasy because uh, they'll kind of be all over the place. I'm excited to watch Wandale Robinson play. I've heard a lot about him uh, over camp, and I'm just kind of excited to see how he does with a real game situation. Uh, we don't really know what his role will be. Um, I've heard some people say that they're kind of going to use as a full gadget player. So it'll be exciting to see him play. Tony play will be fun. But I'm excited to see Barkley play. He's fully healthy, and he wants it bad this year. So I'm excited for that. My hot take is that not only do the Giants win, but Barkley rushes for 150 yards scrimmage and one to two touchdowns. Not a hot take, just kind of a very uh, basic take, but I can't really think of much on the spot here for this matchup. So let's move on. Uh, the next four o'clock game. This is a fun one again. These games are, the next three are unreal. Packers, Vikings, Um We're looking at a new Packers offense, maybe more run heavy. But I do think these running backs will be more involved in the passing game than people think. A.J. Dillon as well as Aaron Jones. Uh, So I think you kind of got to start Aaron Jones, obviously. As far as A.J. Dillon goes, if you went 0 RB and you have him as your RB 1 or 2, do not be worried about starting him. The Vikings did struggle last year against the run. And I still feel like Dillon is the goal line guy there. As far as receivers go, I can't start Alan Lazard this week. Um, It just came out today that I believe that he wasn't practicing. Um, I kind of lost my tab here, but I believe it was his quad that was hurt. So I can't start him this week. Um, Any of the receivers there, I can't. I just need to see who Rodgers likes. We talked about dubs, but honestly, that was a little bit of a preseason hype. We have to talk about something, right? Uh, But for Lazard, um, I can't until he's fully healthy and see how he plays. But you start Aaron Rodgers, you start AJ, you start the other AJ, I guess. And as far as the Vikings go, Kirk Cousins is a plug-and-play guy. Um, we talked about it. He's being underrated once again, like every single year for fantasy. I have no doubt in my mind that will be another top 12 season for him um, over fantasy points. And the obvious, Justin Jefferson, our number one consensus-ranked receiver this week, Um, I understand that Jair Alexander is there, but Justin Jefferson is actually borderline unguardable guardable now. Uh, he was my consensus one-on-one every format besides standard. So I just see him having a huge week. I know you did too, Mace. Dalvin Cook, you start him. But Mace, I want to hear your opinion on this matchup.
0: Yeah, in terms of Green Bay, personally for me, the only guy I want to start is Aaron Jones. I don't even feel real comfortable with AJ Dillon yet. It's for some reason assumed he's just going to all of a sudden get 18 carries per game and all the goal line carries. And I don't think that's necessarily going to be how this works in Green Bay. Um, You think back to when Jamal Williams was kind of that power back role and Jamal Williams was a good running back. So everyone that's saying, oh, AJ Dillon's way better than Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was awesome back when he was playing on Green Bay he was a really good running back every time that he got the lead role he ran with it so I'm just not fully bought in on AJ Dillon yet personally he needs to the, the Green Bay Packers need to prove me to me that he's actually going to be a big part of this offense just because I think he's gonna be so touchdown dependent that we need to see that he's at least getting all of those touchdown uh, sorry and up uh, goal line touches um, so AJ uh, is the only guy I should specify Aaron Jones is the only guy that I would really feel comfortable starting out of this Packers offense um, in terms of Vikings. I'm okay with cousins um, being your guy. If you waited on quarterback, I don't hate it at all. Obviously Dalvin cook for second round pick plug and play. He's going to put up, I don't think he puts up a massive game because like we've been hearing a lot of, this is going to be more of a pass heavy offense now, in Minnesota. So maybe slight, less, slightly less usage out of Dalvin cook. Um, and then at the wide receiver position, like you said, Jefferson, our consensus wide receiver one for this week, even with Alexander across the field from him at corner for the Packers, um, Adam Thielen, keep him on your bench. Irv Smith is a guy I kind of think is sneaky week one here. Um, I just don't think the Packers linebackers are great coverage guys. So I could see Irv Smith getting a lot of open space over the middle. Um, My hot take for this matchup, and this is in no way a shot at Justin Jefferson. I think Jefferson still goes for probably eight, nine carries, 120, 130 yards and a touchdown. But my hot take is that Aaron Jones, with this news out about the Lazard injury, Aaron Jones has the most receiving yards in this entire game including the Minnesota Vikings roster. I think Aaron Jones leads the entire game in receiving yards this week.
1: Well, that's a hot take, but uh, we'll have to see. But I just love Jefferson this week, so I can't get behind that. But, hey, man, it's, it's your opinion. So let's just uh, keep going here. Uh, the next matchup we got is the Chargers and Raiders. And just another great match to talk about. Um, like May said, it's a rematch of that insane week 17 matchup last year, um, where the Raiders did beat the chargers and that made them not make the playoffs. So it's a rematch. Justin Herbert is still pissed off just like Joe Burrow is. And I feel like this might be a resounding charge victory. Uh, but we're looking at so many guys. You're looking at Herbert Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, um, Even Gerald Everett, if you're kind of thinking that maybe you don't have a tight end, uh, he could be a start. And then on the Raiders, you're looking at Carr, who is maybe a borderline QB play. But for this week, I think he is a surefire play. Um, Jacobs maybe at flex, RB2, um, Renfro, Waller, Adams. Looking at a lot of guys here. This is a huge fantasy game. um, But honestly, I'm just excited to watch this game. Uh, and it's the other three, too. I think it'll be flipping back and forth. But as far as my hot take goes for this game, I might go against my words here. I'm going to say this isn't a fancy hot take. I'm going to say the Raiders start the season
0: 1-0. I cannot get behind that. I cannot get behind that. Um, uh, I, I, I got to keep it hot. Man, we, we have no hot, hot takes. I got to say something. And I love the Raiders this year. I really do. I just think the Chargers are so, so good now. Um, Week one here, J.C. Jackson is out for the Chargers. Um, So prepare for takeoff with Devontae Adams this week. Holy smokes. He is going to go absolutely off uh, in what's expected to be the second highest scoring game of the week. Um, So Devontae Adams absolutely going to crush it this week I actually personally have Devontae Adams as my wide receiver two overall behind Marquise Brown uh, which that's that feels crazy to say um, but then uh, the rest of this Raiders team Derek Carr's a fine play if you waited on quarterback I don't want to touch any of these running backs um, in terms of putting them in my lineup because again this can be a committee and we have absolutely no idea how this committee is going to break down on the LA side of the ball just play your guys man play Herbert play Eckler, play Mike Williams, play Keenan Allen. Like you mentioned, Gerald Everett's a sneaky guy. Um, I think Raiders are going to be putting so much attention on trying to shut down uh, Austin Eckler's receiving ability with their linebackers. That's going to create a lot of room for Gerald Everett. So I like Gerald Everett a lot this week, actually. Um, He's definitely a guy that if you waited on tight end, he's a fine plug-and-play week one in what's expected to be a high-scoring game. Um, We'll move on. To the eight o'clock game on Sunday and this is another man the schedule is awesome week one I have to say Roger Goodell I know you probably didn't do it but we're gonna thank you for it you absolutely <laughs> nailed it this week one schedule um and we got Tampa Bay versus Dallas which actually was the first game of the season I believe last year on, on Thursday night and that was an awesome game so I expect a lot out of this out of this matchup last season it was an absolute shootout um Dak Prescott, I think, is being slept on as a fantasy quarterback, especially with the emergence of CeeDee Lamb. So Dak Prescott I love, Tom Brady I love. Both quarterbacks, plug-and-plays this week. Absolutely get them both in your lineup in this shootout. In terms of running backs, uh, it's kind of the same thing. Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, both plug-and-play guys. One guy I would actually kind of like – as a flex option this week and full PPR is Tony Pollard. Aside from that, though, he should be riding your bench still. Um, the Buccaneers have fast, fast linebackers and safeties. So I, I am concerned that they're going to be able to lock down Pollard in the receiving game. That's why I say unless it's full point per reception, I don't see the upside there for him. Um, and then wide receivers wise, you got Mike Evans, you got CD Lamb, both in your lineup. Now, this game really just doesn't need much analysis because I feel like... It's obvious who you're starting and who you're sitting. So we'll just get right to my hot take. And my hot take here, it's going to be going to the Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott, 400 yards week one against the the Buccaneers. Oh. What do you think of that one, Mikey? 400 yards.
1: I don't know if that's that hot, actually. I, I kind of agree. I think this is going to be a great game. It was last year's Thursday night game to start the season. And I think it will be just the same again. No Amari Cooper, but C.D. Lamb is going to have another great game. Um, and I feel like – or another great year, should I say? Sorry. But I feel like this matchup, it's, it's just – it's super great for fantasy. I mean, you're kind of looking at these games, and you're looking, oh, Chiefs, Cardinals, Packers, Vikings. It's four in a row, and I really think that the Cowboys might come on top. And we're looking at Chris Goblin maybe not playing – Um, But it's okay because Brady has uh, like seven other receivers to throw to. So he'll be okay. But I mean, it's going to be tough, man. And I feel like both these teams both kind of have sneaky defenses. And as far as my hot take goes for this matchup. um, hmm. I'm going to say CD lamb, another Homer pick, another pick in fantasy. I know, but 150 yards and a touchdown, not too hot. But I feel like there's no, like, really guy that stands out this week. I think Mike Evans could have a big game. But if Godwin doesn't play, that kind of changes the dynamic for me. And I feel like Cowboys might come on top here. So I'm going with Cowboys over the Bucks. That is my semi-hot take. And my actual hot take is CD Lamb against uh, the Bucks Gets 150 yards of touchdown. So the last matchup, this will be keep this short and sweet. Because, oh, boy, this is ugly. Broncos against the Seahawks. The only guy I'd really start this game, uh, two guys, should I say, sorry. I guess – I don't know, man. It's tough because it's the Seahawks. I feel like they're just going to blow these guys out right away, and it will not even be close.
0: Broncos, right? You're saying Broncos are going to blow the Seahawks? No, man, it's the Seahawks are going
1: to blow them out. No, yes, the Broncos will win, and it won't be close. But I feel like (sighs) – I'd be scared to start Judy this week. I don't know if that sounds crazy because I – I don't know. It, it, I feel like the Broncos are up so early. And like the Mark Andrews and Lamar thing, I don't see them having a full game of fantasy value. But I feel like you kind of have to start sudden. Uh, Javante you have to start and Russ you have to start. My hot take is that Javante gets a 70% snap share and two touchdowns this week.
0: Mike, that's actually I, – I had two in mind. I had two hot takes for uh, this Denver team this week because I think, I think the intent of this Denver offense is completely misunderstood. I think, like you just said, Javante is going to be the 70% snap count back. He's going to be the guy there. Um, and then I'll, I'll just get to my other hot take um, since you took my first one, and that's that Jerry Judy – has more targets than Cortland Sutton in Week One, and I think it's not going to be close. I think he has at least three more targets than Cortland Sutton in Week One. I think Jerry Judy is the wide receiver in this offense. I know that's a that's really uh, a hot take according to most uh, analysts this off season. To me, I don't understand where this oh Cortland Sutton's just the guy came from. They invested more in Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's a better wide receiver. Every time they're both on the field historically, Jerry Judy has way, way outperformed Cortland Sutton in terms of target share. So I really don't get why there's so much hype around Cortland Sutton when Jerry Judy is clearly the better player. So that's my hot takes that Judy gets at least three more targets than Cortland Sutton here. Um, And I think you, you wrapped up the game pretty, pretty nicely in terms of Seahawks. You probably have to play D.K. Uh, DK Metcalf, unfortunately. They're going to be down, so I'd imagine some deep balls will be headed his way. Maybe he catches one and takes it for 70 yards. And then Rashad Penny, you plug and play him just because it's a team that runs a lot, um, and he's the only guy there. So Rashad Penny's getting 20 carries this week. So Rashad Penny's guy I actually really like at flex. And then Denver, like you said, my concern for this offense really is that I think they're going to absolutely destroy the Seahawks. And I'm worried that, they're just going to stop throwing or maybe even pull their starters. So I am big on Javante. Aside from that, I think Wilson and Judy both have awesome football games, but not necessarily amazing fantasy games. Um, but yeah, Javante Williams, I love them. Um, and I, I think I'm on, I'm on the same boat as you here, Mikey. I think he gets 70% of the snaps this week as well. But to me, just, just for those survival pool players, um, to me, this is my survival pool pick of the week is Denver over Seattle. Uh, but that wraps up, Mike. That was a long show. Holy smokes. When we, got through, we got through all 16 matchups, broke them down, gave you guys our thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. Just a little plug here. We've recently started up a TikTok. Go give us a follow. That's at 5050Fantasy5050Fantasy. 5050 5050 Fantasy. Please go follow us there. We're dropping clips from our podcast. We're dropping our week-to-week rankings on there and then new stories as well will be coming so give us a follow but once again just thank you so much for listening guys i hope you have a great day and have as awesome of a week one as uh, i'm sure we will go get those dubs boys peace out